Hey, this is the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. Welcome to A Few Gig Tales. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes? In this sub-series of the Gig Life Podcast, you'll hear some interesting stories, some tales, anecdotes of life on the road, stage and studio, told by the musicians and the artists that were there. Sometimes the names will be changed or removed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Today's episode features three tales. First up is Phil Sobrano and his story about a talented dancing hero, followed up by Fab Omaday and his story about an interesting experience in a theatre show band pit. And finally, Victor Rounds shares a career highlight involving Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney and a front lawn chill session. Warning, some of these stories contain adult themes, so listener discretion is advised. A few gig tales, episode one. Here we go. There was a bit of a gang of us. So there was Michael Hutchins um, and James Freud and um, uh, Martin Plaza from um, Mental as Anything. It was a bit of a scene up in Sydney there for a while. And um, James Freud's uh, wife, um, Sally, um, was putting this book together uh, and it was called Thank You, Good Night. And had Michael on the cover and all the rest of us sort of, um, and we all contributed and wrote stories for this book. Sadly, the book, it, I don't think it was ever released because the launch date was Michael Hutchins's funeral and he's on the cover of the book. And it was just one of those sad things. But this book is filled with fantastic stories from the road. And, um, and my story is, is, uh, was this. So we, we used to stay at the Hotel New Hampshire, which was on um, Springfield Avenue in the Cross. And we would get these corner rooms. That, they were like these days you wouldn't get a hotel room like that for any less, anything less than maybe 1000 bucks a night, you know, 1500 bucks a night. But, but back in those days, there were service departments, a corner room looking over the harbour in Sydney. And it was just, honestly, it was like, heaven from for guys from melbourne you know and we were constantly touring with kate's band we had a, a massive band called the ministry of fun and um it was like a three-piece horn section two keyboard players and you know it was backing singers it was amazing great band um and it was sort of half made up of pop players and half made up of jazzers, right? so the horn players were all jazzers and one of them particularly was this virtuoso musician um, I'm not going to name names, just just because the people people that the story's about they know, they know it's so it's fine. But um, anyway, so one of the horn players um, was this young guy who who was a virtuoso musician, and he was um, uh, could play anything, you know, and he sort of had this way of speaking which was a little bit sort of socially awkward, and you know, um, but. <laughs> He could literally pick up any instrument. Oh, I, I do play a bit of guitar. And next thing you know, he's playing like Django Reinhardt licks. And then he'd <laughs> sit at a piano and start playing amazing jazz piano or he'd pick up a saxophone. He played trumpet. Then he'd pick up a saxophone and I'd say, can you sort of play it a little bit? Give me a bit of a Charlie Parker vibe. Bang, straight in, right? Just one of those guys. 
Um, but then one time um, he came to me and he said, "Now, Phil, uh, I can play all, all these instruments, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, of course, I'm very, you know, um, across all the music and, and and everything. But but I but there's one thing that I want to learn, and I'm like, oh, what can I teach him? You know, maybe some wah wah chops or something, you know. And he goes, well, Phil, I want to learn how to dance, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can, um, I can, um." show some dance moves no problems i very much appreciate that i'm like cool so at the time we were touring constantly and kate kate's record was like top 10 in the charts the single was like the biggest single of the year it was it was we were it was the big ticket right so every time we'd go to nightclubs um we were either invited and we'd, we'd skip the queue and just go straight into the vip room um or we would just go to a club cold now without without them knowing we're coming and we would say kate sobrano we're with kate sobrano right and they'd let us in and so for new guys like like this guy that we're talking about he was like we've got the key to every city this is amazing it's (laughs) you know this is beyond just playing you know shitty little jazz gigs to nobody this is like this is fantastic so we just mentioned kate sobrano everything's cool right we do this gig and uh, it was a fantastic gig. And then we were invited to go over to the north uh, north side of Sydney to a club there. Uh, I think it was called Metropolis or, or something like that. It was this big dance club. And I'd shown this guy some dance moves and, um, and uh, he was decided he'd go and try some out on the floor, right? So we're all in the VIP section and we're looking across the dance floor and there's, there he is up there dancing away. Right. And he's doing these moves a little bit awkward, but he's doing these moves and we're like, there he is. You know, I want to say his name, you know, cause it would sort of add to it. He's up there <laughs> dancing. Hey, check him out. He's having a good time. He's dancing away. It's great. Next thing you know, um, he's dancing with a girl and they're getting quite kind of steamy and it's, and it's on. Right. And we're like, wow, good for him, man. Great for him. Then he disappears. Right. <laughs> and so we're like, wow, this is, this is great news. Great news all around. So we end up going back, uh, back to the hotel in New Hampshire and we, and we, we all crash and we don't see. And we all sort of like, we had a day off the next day and we wake up and uh, we're just hanging out in the hotel room and in rocks our dancing hero at about three in the afternoon, looking very disheveled, very disheveled indeed and hung over and, you know, but, you know, rock and roll, you know, and we go, man, what happened? Where did you go? And he says, oh, well, I, I, I was, I was dancing and like, like you showed me and I started and I, I met this girl and she was very lovely and we, you know, we, we had a bit of a, you know, there was definitely a bit of chemistry there and it was, you know, it was a, it was a very beautiful connection. And um, anyway, she invited me back to her house. So I went back to her house and well, we had, we had some more drinks and, you know, we in fact, when we when on the way, way there, I was, you know, getting some fresh, fresh air, I realized just how, how drunk I was. And then when I got back to her place, we'd had a few more drinks. Anyway, one thing led to another and we, we went to her bedroom and we were in her bed and, you know, um, 
doing what you do and and it was all very pleasant and very lovely and, and we both fell asleep anyway i woke up um uh, in the middle of the night i was really busting to go to the toilet and um and i and i wake up i'm i'm sort of still very sort of dazed and and quite and quite drunk so i, I get up and I, I i i find my way down the hallway to the toilet and i and i go to the toilet and then i'm sort of half asleep and still very drunk and i make my way back and then I've got. I went back into the bedroom and and I jumped in back into the bed. And before I know it, there's a guy in the bed and he jumps up and he and he grab and I'm naked and he he's naked and he grabs me and he puts throws me up against the wall and he puts his hand around my throat and I'm like, oh, how long have I been in the toilet? What's what's going on? What what's happened? Is it the boyfriend? What do I say? What do I, and all I could think of to say is, Kate Sobrano. I'm with Kate Sobrano. <laughs> Uh, back in it was it was ninety uh, sorry two thousand I think it was around two thousand and seven or something. I was doing a, I was filling in I was asked to fill in for um, uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert on the theatre show, and I'd never done theatre before. Um, and the band was like in the pit under the stage. Um, and what I did is I went down there. I, I, I was only going to be doing like I think three gigs. I can't remember now, but um, I was nervous as hell. I remember being really nervous as hell. And I went to sit in on one of the shows. I sat behind the drummer. I'm not going to name any names, yep, too, by cool. the way. No, please you don't. Yeah. Um, um, I was sitting behind the drummer for the whole show. And I was like, fuck, man, it's pretty, it was full on. It's not, not that it was musically hard, but it, it was such, it's such an accurate thing. Yeah. All the, you know, it was all charted. Um, and the setup was we're under the stage. I was right in the middle in my own booth, like at a glass booth, uh, Perspect booth. You've got um, your own mix. Everything's to click. And I've also got a TV TV monitor. And if you can imagine the whole band, it was like a, I don't know, a 10-piece band or something under the stage. And there's the MD. He sits, he sits a little higher so he can look down at the band and up at the stage. So what's going on? And he's got a little TV camera uh, that runs across his keyboard so you can see his hand and he conducts with his hands, right? And you've got your screen above your charts. And Anyway, um, I sat in and watched the whole show and, and I got really nervous, right? <laughs> and we're, we're in there for the first show and um, we did the first, it was in two sets, did the first, first set, stopped for intermission. And I was wearing, I had my headphones on and there was a click going. And what I did for the second set is I put, I had, um, I just put tissues in my ears first. And then I was going to put my headphones on, like just to protect my hearing a little bit, right? Now, the conductor had this thing because he had a talk back mic for the band. And he would say, um, get ready. And when he says get ready, you know, you've got 30 seconds before he hits the click. And then with about five seconds to go, he goes, here we go. And you know, you're going to go. And he hits the click and we start, right? So that's always a cue. Get ready. Anyway, we go on for the second set. I, I was just my, I was just so nervous because I've not done this kind of thing before and it was just, you know, freaking me out. But anyway, I put the tissues in and I'm fixing up my charts and stuff, trying to calm down, right? <laughs> trying to calm down. And then... Um, no, there's no cue yet, so I know I've got a bit of time, whatever. All of a sudden, I hear this really faint. Dip, 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 
And I turned around, and just as I turned around, the band started. Bang! Without me. And it was, the first song was like, you know, it was like 150 BPMs. It was, it was a big number with a lot of drums. It was, you know, up-tempo number. Uh, and I, I, what I did is I put my headphones on my freaking, my, my own little mixer, put the tissues in, but then forgot to put the headphones on. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, anyway, the band started. And oh man, everything went in slow motion. I just, I do, I just dove, grabbed my sticks, <laughs> and just started. We we're already like four bars into this thing by the time that happened, because I was just in absolute shock. And you could feel the whole, the whole band, everything just wobbling, out of panic. What the hell? And it was, you know, packed house. I think it was Saturday night. Like it was, it was horror. This is the shit that you don't do on that kind of a show. <laughs> And and man, it took me. It took me. I swear to God, it took me about three or four songs to to swallow my heart and let go of my drumsticks a little bit because I had white knuckles. You know, I was shitting myself. End of the show, and I've gone. Uh, just as we're playing the last number, the last uh, he comes on the the talkback and says, "Don't anybody move when we finish this." And <laughs> oh, I knew, fuck, hey man, this is far. My first night, and I'm out of here. You know. And uh, he gets on the talk back and he goes, that was absolute disastrous. He goes, it's unacceptable at this level, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff, right? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck, that's it. I'm not doing this show anymore. <laughs> this is my marching orders. Packed up my charts and I walked straight up to him and I said, dude, I'm, I'm so sorry. about." I was explain, about to explain them what happened. And he stopped me and he said, no. He goes, it's my fault. I apologize to you. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I was looking at the bass player. Goes, Apparently the bass player does this all the time. He waits till the last second to turn his thing on to open his chart right at the last second. And he's never looking at him. And he was frustrated with him. And he wanted to catch him out. But he said, but because of that, he goes, I normally I look around and make sure everyone's got their ears on. He goes, I didn't do that. Because yeah. if I did, I would have seen you didn't have yours. I would have got your attention and pointed to your ears and, you know, but I didn't do that. I was I was just fed up with this guy, always taking the last second, and I just wanted to start it and let him miss the first couple. Uh, <laughs> and I looked uh, at him. I said, "Yeah, don't do it again, pal." Yeah. No, no, um, yeah. <laughs> that was oh, bad. that's classic. Well, it was way back in. Uh, oh, by the way, this is all audio, isn't it? Yeah, it's all audio. Don't worry about. Oh, you look good. I, you look I, good anyway. If you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just because you know we just moved into this house. Uh, I got a pile load of stuff and guitars, <laughs> and, and and I came across the uh, Paul McCartney touring book. Oh, right. 1993. Right. Yeah. And uh, I just went through it, and I looked through all the cities we played in, because you know. <clears throat> this is for the new listeners. Yeah. Back in 1993, I was touring with Jenny Morris then. She was pretty big in Australia. Then she had a hit album. And <clears throat> so, um, yeah, she got the big invite to support Paul McCartney all around the capital cities in Australia, which is great. And, uh, man, we just got on well, got on really well. It was a three-week tour. So three weeks, you can imagine, that's enough to do the whole of Australia, capital cities. And then the final concert was in Sydney at the Entertainment Centre and Parramatta Park too, I think. <clears throat> By that stage, we're, you know, we're on first name basis and stuff like that. But Paul 
began to sort of grow very close to the rhythm section, which was really um, myself, Tim Weddy, Mike Khan. Do you know Mike Khan? No. Um, Peter Chobo, uh, who else was there? Sunil De Silva and myself. <clears throat> now, Paul and Linda, Linda was alive then. Linda, they both loved their weed as such. So it was always, you know, consuming a lot of that after the gigs and all. That's the that's how they sort of chilled out. They never really got into alcohol and all that sort of. They were real hippies, you know. Yeah. Real homegrown hippies. And uh, so the final night after the gig, everyone came back to this huge mansion in Balmoral Heights, which overlooks the um, Sydney, um, the, the heads. You couldn't see it at night, but, you know, it's like we're out there and you could see just darkness. So it's the, the ocean and, and everyone's inside this huge house. You can imagine it's kind of like Beverly Hills in Los Angeles. Everyone's pining away, but the real crux of the crew is out the front yard there just talking. <laughs> we're just talking shit, man. We're not talking music. We're talking nothing. In fact, we were talking about my personal situation because my wife and Abraham, who was – Two and a half, three, and then they were holidaying in Fiji. So they missed out on the whole thing. Yep. <clears throat> so Paul remembered my story from the beginning of the tour and said, oh, man, how's your wife going? Are they coming back? So I said, man, they're still in Fiji. So we talked about Fiji, um, rugby, more rugby, Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and then he just pulled out this joint. And we just sort of like, yeah, okay, pretty cool. Yeah, nothing, nothing to get excited about it. So he let it up. And um, he passed it on to, oh, no, Linda lit it up, took a toke, gave it to Paul. We're still talking. And I'm going, yeah, you know, you sort of carry on like you're into the conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, man. Then he sort of, <laughs> yeah, and then so, and uh, then he just handed it to me. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm looking around and uh, my car doesn't smoke at all. Right. And um, and Tim Weddy was there. So he's next in line. We're in a semicircle. I take a boat. Yeah, man, that's right. You know, it's good. And then I sort of <laughs> handed it to Mike Khan. And Mike's like, oh, you know, he's got that sort of expression on his face. Like, oh, who, me? But, you know, <laughs> I have to do it. So he takes a token. <laughs> he's trying to hold it back. Yeah. And he handed it to Tim Weddy, and Wendy, or Weddy was a cigarette smoker then. But I don't think he smoked dirt back then. You know, his vice was alcohol. But he had to take a, a token, and he just gave it back to Linda. So it was like this little circle, this powwow of, um, of you know, mateship, good friends and all that. And it was just we were all on the same level. That was, to me, that was a highlight. One of the highlights. That's you know, cool, man. Musical career. So it had nothing to do with music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <You're laughs> that had a lot to do with the Beatles, that, That's awesome. That's cool, man. Amazing. Well, I hope you enjoyed those three stories. They're really good storytellers, those three guys. Um, so stay tuned for a few gig tales, episode two coming soon. If you have a gig tale or a story or something kooky, wacky, crazy. Um, get in touch with me via the socials and um, uh, we'll try and make it happen. So links to that in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, review and donate if you want to. All the links down there. So catch up with you soon, guys. See ya. Bye.